Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the State of California. Well, last week, the IRS announced that most California taxpayers, and that includes those in every Bay Area county and 44 of the state's 58 counties in all, will have until October 16th to file and pay their 2022 income tax returns due to the federal state of emergency declared after our epic series of atmospheric river storms in January. Those storms caused death and destruction and significant economic damage, too. They've been followed, of course, by a ridiculously snowy and rainy February, The state franchise tax board had already agreed to extend the state filing deadline to May 16th. It's expected to probably go along with the new federal deadline, and that would be an extension of six months from the usual April 15th tax filing day. For more on what this means for the state budget, we're joined today on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by H.D. Palmer, longtime guru of all things budget and dollars at the State Department of Finance. Thank you so much for being with us, H.D. Hey, thanks for having me, Doug. I guess today HD stands for for huge delay, as in as in six extra months to file our federal return. So let's begin by explaining why would Californians need a six month tax extension just because we've had a stormy winter? Well, I think the IRS uh, decided to to offer that extension uh, to taxpayers in California for for all all of the good and right reasons. There are a number of of families and individuals in California who suffered dramatically from fires, floods, all all of the range of disasters that we've had to weather over the last year. And many of them are still have still been or or were in the process of rebuilding their homes, their businesses, their lives, and their livelihoods. So for all of the right reasons, the IRS wanted to be able to give those taxpayers a little more time to be able to deal with with these kind of financial affairs. Uh, the challenge now for the state is how do we line up that delay with the normal process of trying to put together a state budget and more specifically how we do our revenue forecasting that goes into our budget the next revised one uh, will be in may and so moving the april deadline uh six months out adds a new level or degree of challenge and difficulty to what is already a challenging process to be able to do a revenue forecast for what otherwise would be the world's nearly fourth largest economy. Yeah, the question in my mind that prompted my call to you was, well, wait a second, California is so dependent on income tax revenue to balance its budget, which gets revised every May, as you said, and we already were facing a deficit. So what will waiting until October to see all those tax revenues come in, or not all of them, but a lot of them, what will that mean for our budget this year? Um, Forecasters want to have as much data in hand as possible. It helps them get a better idea and refine their projections on where things are going to go. One of the biggest pieces of that puzzle is having the cash in hand for what in a normal year 
the state takes in in personal income tax revenue, April obviously being the largest one single month for that. Uh, historically, we've received anywhere from 15 to 20% of the entire year's personal income tax in that single month of May. And so having those receipts in hand really helps our forecasters and those at the legislative analyst make a determination of where the where the rest of the year is going to go and where the coming fiscal year to go will go. That's not going to be available to us or the legislative analyst now until six months down the road in the fall. So we are going to have to make some adjustments, some assumptions, some calibrations to our normal forecasting in order to uh, to deal with that delay. That doesn't mean we won't do a revised budget in May. That does not mean that we won't do a revised revenue forecast. We will. We'll still have a lot of the same data that we've always had that, that goes into our forecast. We'll know what projected income is. We'll know what wages and salaries have been. We'll know what we project to be housing starts, auto sales, all of those things on an economic basis that feed into our forecast. The one piece of the puzzle that we won't have because of this delay is is a concrete idea of how much cash came through the door in the biggest revenue month of the year. And that's where we're going to have to make some adjustments and assumptions. Will this affect the state's ability to pass a budget on time and meet the June 15th deadline? No, it should not at all. We'll, we'll still do a forecast. We'll still do a budget. There's no change. The statute says that uh, a governor must submit a revised budget to the legislature no later than May the 14th. We're going to do that, and that budget has to be passed by June the 15th. We have in the past had some experience in dealing with these delays. Three years ago, when we had the onset of the COVID uh, pandemic and the related recession, uh, the tax payments were pushed back from April to May then, and then a little bit further out for some other taxpayers. We were able to accommodate that. It, it made, made some challenges. That's fine. This is obviously a longer time frame that we're going to have to deal with, but we're going to deal with it. We will make the best assumptions that we can and make the best adjustments that we can to our revenue forecast, as will the legislative analyst office. But to put it in some type of a perspective, what we don't have to deal with this time around is what happened uh, again three years ago during the COVID recession. We started out January of 2020 looking at an economy that was in good shape and a $6 billion surplus, which was projected at the time. No forecaster that I'm aware of had a global pandemic and the shutdown of wholesale sectors of the state and the nation's economy overnight on their bingo card. And so as a result, we went from a $6 billion surplus in January to a projected $54 billion shortfall four months later. That's a swing of $60 billion. So from an economic standpoint, we're blessed that we don't have to deal with that. From a forecasting and revenue standpoint, we've got a new set of challenges that we have to deal with with this new IRS delay. Anybody who's expecting a refund should go ahead and still file as soon as possible, of course. But anybody who may owe money is probably going to have incentive to wait all the way until October. So what happens if there's much more, if there's much less or much more tax revenue than expected once we get to October? Well, that's that. Uh, if we have more tax revenue, that certainly would be a welcome situation. Uh, since we issued our January forecast where we're looking at a $22.5 billion shortfall. We've since then, uh, receipts have come in about a little more than $3 billion below projections. Obviously, that's one of the reasons we do a revised budget every May, because we there things change in the economy, things change in the revenues, uh, things change on the spending side, and we need to adjust for that, You know, particularly after we get the April tax receipts, which this year we will not have. 
So we're going to have to make adjustments to that uh, forecasting that'll be an integral part of our, our budget. Uh, that doesn't mean we won't do a budget. We will. It just means that the forecasting part of doing this budget is going to have a new level of complexity because we're not going to have this one critical piece of cash data available to us. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us. We'll see how it all shakes out. H.D. Palmer, spokesman for the California Department of Finance. Thanks, H.D. Thanks, Doug. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available on the Odyssey app whenever you want it. And wherever you get your podcasts, you can find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.